name of one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, friends, I got to tell you, the gospel that we have just heard from Father Joe has been bringing me much comfort and much challenge as well in in the past couple weeks that we have had it be before us. What we have, we are in the 14th chapter of John, and this is what's called the Upper Room Discourse. And it is that time when Jesus gathers in the upper room with his disciples, and he is having a very intimate conversation with him. And as the conversation, uh, this conversation actually spans chapters 13 through 17. And as we last week, we had a snippet of chapter 14. What we have today continues right out of last week's and into what we had that Father Joe read for us today. But what Jesus is telling them at first, as we heard from Father Joe last week in that section of, of the upper room discourse, is that he will be leaving them. Here they, here they are. They have had that three to three and a half years together of just training and walking hand in hand with, with God, learning from him how to pray, how to do miracles. And as their ministries will begin to be launched, here it seems the wrench has been thrown in and he says, I will be leaving you. And you can only imagine the, just the emotions that have, are coming over them each in thinking, what? Is this is the kingdom of God, which we thought was coming to at hand? Is, is that all coming to an end? As Jesus has said, he is going to be with the Father. And the source of encouragement in last week's sermon that, that Joe preached about, that heaven is on the horizon, and how we have that and how the disciples heard that, that's where we ended off last week. And it's that indeed God, Jesus, went to, as we have next week in the seventh week of Easter, also known as Ascension Sunday, Jesus has gone with God. And he prepares a place for us where we will one day be with him in our resurrection body in heaven. That was the scope of the encouragement that Jesus was telling them in this discourse, in this very intimate discussion, that the road ahead is going to be hard and filled with many challenges. As we know, the disciples, they will witness, a lot of them, the, res the, the death the cross, and then the resurrection. But then Jesus will leave and the Holy Spirit will come upon them. But we know as they are walking with the Holy Spirit besides them that they will eventually face their own deaths and their own martyrdom. All except for John who was uh, tortured and exiled. This is what Jesus is telling them, which is what they didn't know in the actual moment, but their lives throughout the scope of history would show us that indeed their lives would be hard, but the encouragement we had today will be there to walk through that difficulty and, and the hard, the ups and downs of, of their lives as their ministries unfold and as the church unfolds with their ministry. So encouraging that on the backside, Jesus says, life will be difficult, but I go to pre prepare a place. But the encouragement that we had today that Father Joe read for us is that Jesus will send another advocate. Now, first, I found that very interesting that it uses those lines, another advocate, which means we have to first consider who that first 
as another is going to be coming. So we have to consider who the first advocate was and what that actually means for us that we even need an advocate. And I love the beauty of scripture as we consider this, that as we continue into these days of the pandemic time of coronavirus, not knowing when that will come to an end, all of us have had feel, feel like life is not as it should be, and that something across all the context of our lives has been taken from us. We all have that commonality right now. And then there's the harder things that have continued to happen. Life just unfolding as it normally does. Some of you have lost loved ones during this time and in our season, are in a season of grief. Some of you are students that are graduating that don't know if you, if you will have that graduation together in any form or fashion and might be mourning what that looks like. Some of you that aren't seniors are probably kids wondering, uh, school's about to come to an end this semester. We'll have some sort of a summer, and then what will the fall look like? For others of you, you have lost employment or had hours cut so far back, you wonder how you're going to make ends meet and put dinner on the table. Some of you are wondering, when is it all going to come to an end. There is this despair, this sense of being unwound and undone that a lot of us might be feeling right now. But some of you might be on that other side of that spectrum saying, I don't need anyone or, or anything to get through this. I can be my own self-advocate and I am enough. I am successful enough. I have what it takes. You might be priding yourself on your, your intelligence, your pride, all of those things and say, I don't need anyone or anything to get me through this season of life. Thank you very much. This is the beauty of the short but powerful message we have from the upper, upper room discourse today is that it speaks to all of us in all of those seasons to life. It was highly encouraging and meant so much to, to the disciples then and to us today, it does the same. Now let us first consider Jesus as the, the first advocate before we talk about that second advocate, his Holy Spirit being given to us. For us to know that first advocate, let us paint this picture. One day we will all be in the courtroom of God. And I have had conversations like this. You may be saying as I, as I say that, Father Trent, do you actually believe that? And I do, for two reasons. One being the, the song I sing with my, my boys every night, because the Bible told me so. Second, we all intimately and innately seem to know that we fall short. And they, we, we, there seems to be this drive for a lot of us. I have had the privilege and beautiful moment of being with a good number of people in ministry on their deathbed. Now, occasionally, there will be the person that knows who Jesus is as advocate and to live a life with the Holy Spirit as advocate, what that means. And it will just be a little sadness for those that will be left alone, but they will be, have a sense of joy and where they are going to that place that God has prepared for them. 
But more times than not, there seems to be in those final conversations when the weight of a life lived is coming into full retrospection and introspection, where the person might say, have I lived, this is the question weighing on their heart and mind, have I lived a life to the full? Have I been the best person I could be? And there'll be this sense of, I need to confess the things I have done wrong, the things I have been holding on to, thinking I could self-advocate for myself in. And there'll be the times realizing I have done just broken relationships with people and what I have done that has done to me and what I have done and just how I have messed up. There seems to be for both people of faith and relationship with God and even with atheists and agnostics, there's some kind of standard holding them to, I hope I have lived life to the full and the best life I could possibly live. And for the Christian confession and absolution plays such an important role with that. As we go, come back to the courtroom of God, this is where Jesus being our advocate is so key to us understanding relationship with him. And what the gospel is telling us today is that God being there in that courtroom as the perfect righteous judge brings all the accusations against us. And they are all true. There's no lawyer there defending our innocence as we in that moment are all guilty. But here's the key part. Jesus, as the advocate, speaks on our behalf and says, yes, you are guilty and you are stuck in that in your own power, but you don't even have to pay for it. I will go to the cross and pay for you, pay that debt, and you will be pardoned completely free, never to be tried again. And that is your new identity as a child of God. You are fully pardoned and fully forgiven. This is the role of Jesus as the advocate. And then he sends the second advocate, which we have, it can be translated as the Greek word paraclete. And it is a compound word with two actual meanings that show us the compound meaning of how, who the advocate is in the Holy Spirit being sent to us. Now, para, in that word paraclete, means that which would come alongside us. And then the second word, cleat, means it comes out of the Greek word kaleo, which means to call or to speak truth. And this is the dual compound role of the comforter, of the advocate, the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have residing within and all around that voice which speaks the truth of God and nudges us towards it every day of our lives. And then we have the comforter that meets us in those moments of despair and loss and grief and holds us and lets us know that we are not alone. Let us consider both of those positions. In the lines that come and close us out, God, Hallie, Jesus telling, in, as the conversation is coming to an end today, I will not leave you orphaned. I will not leave you alone. If you are one of those feeling life is not the same and I am sick of it, I am just tired and cannot wait for some kind of normal or a new normal, Hear those words spoken to you. You are not orphaned, and I will not leave you alone.
If you are one of those students graduating or wondering what next fall might look like, if you'll be in class or not, and you feel lost, hear the comforting words of the Holy Spirit, I will not leave you alone. If you have had a new diagnosis that you are struggling to come to grips with, if you have lost someone recently and are in a season of grief, if you are one of those that has lost a job or wondering when it will come back to full hours, there are so many contexts we could mention. Hear the words of God, of the Holy Spirit speaking to you that we have in front of us today. I will not orphan you and I will not leave you alone. Our gospel opens up today with the words, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will obey. Same sentiment that those that love me will keep my commands and God will also love them. We know how we fall short when it comes to that. And thankfully, we have that other side of the advocate who speaks to us and tells us, Maybe in this part of your life, you need to examine that and get back on the right path to fully know what it is to keep God's commands perfectly. That is God's love and grace towards us. The advocate that lives and resides within and that walks with us day in and day out through the ups and downs and lets us know of our fully forgiven and redeemed purpose and identity in him. This is the encouragement that we have. That whether you are in that season of despair or just in the middle, melancholy, just kind of going through the ins and outs to survive the day, or if you fully think, I don't need anyone or anything, it speaks to all of those seasons of life. And the Holy Spirit is with us. And God says, I will not leave you orphaned and I do not leave you alone. What words we have. As we continue to look at the Ascension next week, followed by Pentecost, where we look again at just the power of the Advocate in the disciples' lives and in ours as it continues. All praise and be to our Lord and Savior, who is first our Advocate and left us the Holy Spirit that we have continued access to him through his cross and resurrection through the day in and day out. Amen.